All right, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name's Mike, and this is Striving Theology, and it is a beautiful, sunny, mid-autumn day here in Japan. And uh, put on my shades. Turn down this feedback a little bit. And you are going to join me on my way to work. Assuming that you're listening to this. Uh, yeah, so it is... What day is today? Let's see, 29th is... Alright, it's something like the 26th. Oh, today's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Uh, yeah, so if you're new to driving theology, I always have to explain myself every once in a while because the format is so weird. Uh, I discovered long ago that some of the best and, and deepest conversations I ever had with people were while I was in a car and we were sitting side by side and usually it was only the two of us and we were going the same direction and, and we had incredibly deep conversations. Something about something about conversations in the car. Uh, there's a certain dynamic that happens when well, I think it happens, it's my theory anyway, that happens when two people are in a vehicle moving the same direction and they're seated side by side. There's an openness to conversation that can happen. There's a, you know, there, there's a... Ulterior motives and things like that seem to be non-existent because you, you, your purpose, you already know, is to be going somewhere. You are on the way from point A to point B, and that's the purpose of being in the car together. And so whatever you talk about seems to have a layer of openness to it, or a level of openness to it, that is difficult to find in other situations. You know, I suppose another situation might be if you are, uh, you know, where you just happen to meet people, uh, and you have to you have to spend time together because of the circumstances, say, waiting for a ride uh, at a uh, theme park or uh, you know you're, you're there at the DMV getting your license and somebody's there who's friendly and you talk and but you know those are those are random occurrences right where you just meet somebody you've never met and happen to have a conversation usually those won't won't be too deep so the, the car is different because to get into a car with somebody uh, at least that you're not paying, say a taxi driver or a bus driver, to get into a car with somebody, it, it means that you already have some level of trust, right? <laughs> Whether it's just trust in their driving skills, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, trust in their driving skills, or, you know, just, you just trust that they're not going to, um, to, that they're going to have your best interest at heart. Uh, and if they didn't, you probably wouldn't get in the car with them, right? It's not something you would do. In fact, getting in the car with strangers is one of those things that are, you know, we even teach our kids not to do. Um, that's a that's a given, right? You don't get into the get into a car with somebody you don't know well, right? It's just not something you do. Um, stranger danger and all that stuff. 
So I discovered long ago that the conversations I had in cars, especially when on, you know, road trips, say, you know, hours at a time, uh, could go to incredibly deep levels, deep places. We would have very intimate conversations. <coughs> Excuse me. Morning congestion. Not traffic. Uh, lungs. Throat. Um, we, we would have very deep conversations as we're driving together. And I'm sure you've noticed this too. Maybe, maybe you know, when you had a family trip, there may be no other time when your mom and dad talked so uh, uh, conjovially. Is that the right word? What word am I looking for? Uh, when they were so nice to each other, right? When you're driving in a car and you're on a road trip with the family and it's a, you know, you're on the way to vacation or you're just getting off work and you're heading out late so you can go to grandma's house in time for Thanksgiving or whatever it is. Uh, those times can be really special times in a car. And so I wanted to capture that a little bit. And I really would have loved to have had more guests uh, over the years uh, in my car. I've had some. And, you know, we've we've recorded episodes for the podcast. Um, but as far as theology, and this podcast is called Driving Theo- Theology, obviously. Um, Theobviously? Oh, that's a good word. Uh is that there's another aspect of of being involved in the operation of a motor vehicle while trying to while trying to convince somebody that they should follow Jesus and I know that's not a very PC way of saying it be that as it may that's where I started with this uh, I wanted to I really wanted to see what I sound and have a record of of how I sound when I'm telling people about Jesus. Uh, and in a car while I'm driving means it has to be off the cuff. I, I can't have a, an open Bible in front of me. Uh, it has to be without any resources, external resources whatsoever. Um, now, yeah, you've caught me once in a while when I'm stopped at a light or whatever. I may look up something on my phone quickly, but still. It still holds that if I'm driving, uh, it takes away the possibility uh, of me, you know, having an entire uh, uh, paper in front of me with all the points that I want to hit. So, and and I believe that that kind of over preparation, that kind of systematic evangel. Uh, evangelism uh, turns a lot of people off right away. It already feels like, you know, you think a formula uh, is going to be enough to bring me to, to Jesus. And I, I believe with all my heart that people who are truly, uh, who truly find Jesus, find them in relationship with other people, close relationship over time, uh, over over weeks and days and months and years even. Uh, and it's not something that you find all at once, right? It's something that you continue uh, to discover and to, to live into and lean into. It's something that's a, a process, really, of your entire life, right? Discovering Jesus, discovering who Jesus is, and trying to uncover all of the stuff that has been put in the way 
um, over the years. All right, I feel like I'm kind of getting off track just a little bit. Uh, so let's go back. So, so why I why I do driving theology? So one of the reasons I do it is for my own benefit. I know that's selfish, but uh, um, there it is. <laughs> uh, I want to I want to know what I sound like when I'm trying to articulate these ideas to other people. I want to be able to go back and say, well, that didn't make sense, or that was dumb, or I could have said that better, uh, or you know, how do I justify saying that? You know, what's my what evidence do I have to say that that's true? Or whatever, whatever it may be, I have a record. The second reason I do this uh, is for my family. Uh, I want, I want my, I want to leave a bit of a legacy, you know. And maybe this is ego. Uh, and I know the journey I've been in the last seven years that I've done this, done this is that, you know, seven years ago, uh, a lot of the things that I said I believed. I don't believe anymore. I've changed the way I think about things. And I don't think it's been a drastic change, but yeah, there have been some things that I've really flip-flopped on uh, in the last seven years for sure. Uh, I believed, I believed, you know, black, but now I believe white, or I believed up, but now I believe down, right? There are some things that I've really uh, flip-flopped on, and I don't think any of them are, are necessary as far as, you know, your salvation or my salvation is dependent upon it. Um, that's another thing that I flip-flopped on, the idea of salvation in general. Um, but anyway, there's a record. There's a record of my progressive theology, if nothing else, for the last seven years. Right? There's a record there. And if something should happen to me suddenly that I'm not able to uh, be there for my daughters or for my wife... Uh, if and when they come, my grandkids, there'll, there'll be a little record, you know. These are things Grandpa said. Uh, these are things my dad believed. What do we think of those? And, you know, maybe he was wrong about that. Maybe he was right about that. But, yeah, leaving a bit of a legacy. I know it's a, you know, it's a, it's kind of a, now that I think about it, it's, it's, it's pretty egotistical to think that anybody would want that. But, hey. Uh, maybe they don't, and maybe they won't, and maybe it won't be needed, and maybe nobody will ever notice or, or need it, and that's fine. Uh, there's a third reason, though, <clears throat> and that's in the hopes that people might listen to this podcast, and if nothing else, you know, find a kindred spirit, feel that they're not alone in, in questioning uh, theological stuff, uh, in, in feeling un, unfulfilled. <clears throat> in their, <coughs> excuse me, in their Christian life, and and anyway, to 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 that end, I don't edit, uh, and one of the reasons I don't edit is much more practical. I'm a very lazy person in some ways, and it's unless something becomes incredibly uh, routine, it's very unlikely that I will keep it up. I really need things to be so routine. And so easy, right? That they, they're just, you know, why wouldn't I do this kind of thing? And, and a drive to work that takes 40 minutes uh, is a perfect opportunity to record a podcast. It's just I have nothing else to do, literally. And I've driven this route so many times 
Uh, it's very safe for me to do it. I haven't had any incidents uh, in recording this podcast as far as... Um, <coughs> excuse me. Man, I can't get this out of my throat. As far as, uh, you know, accidents or something, it's not distracting. It's actually, it actually helps me, uh, I think, drive better and more calmly and... and uh, I don't worry about, you know, being late or being early or um, I'm just able to, you know, talk to you guys and have my mind on something uh, good, hopefully, Uh, and it makes the drive go really quickly, believe it or not. And I mark the drive, you know, I know, okay, if I'm at this point by this time, uh, then I, you know, I should be wrapping up or it's probably a good time to start, you know, summarizing. Um, but I believe because of this podcast, I've grown, um, just taking the time to, to vocalize the things that are in my head. Uh, and of course it's not the only thing I do. I, you know, I have friends who, who listen from time to time and they, they will tell me what they think. And, uh, and, you know, we have other conversations and other gatherings and things like that, but it's, it's something that I would recommend, you know, for you to try uh, if if you think you can uh, make it happen. I use, you know, the equipment I use is very simple. Uh, I use a Zoom. I can't remember. This is like the H1N1, I think is what it's called. I know that sounds like a virus. Sounds like the swine flu. Uh, but I think it's called the H1N1, and it's a, it's a mini battery-operated uh, recorder. It's got dual mics on it uh it's for uh you know recording in small places or you know where you don't have a power source and it seems to work pretty well it's got a recording level on it and uh i can't do much editing with it at all and it uses i think triple a batteries i think they're around 100 bucks you can probably find some cheaper Uh, but i try to mount it in a place that catches my voice and catches less of less of the road noise. Although a lot of people have said the road noise is one of the reasons they like it. But there's something there's something pleasing about uh, certain road noises, right? Or certain noises. What do we call that? The uh, recording noises just for the sake of noises or sounds, everyday sounds. ASMR or something like that. <clears throat> so yes, this podcast has a little bit of that in it too. Uh, but I don't, I don't really edit because I want to be consistent. And so the editing process takes a, a lot. It takes a lot. So I try to start it when I'm ready to go and end it when I'm done and then just let it be what it's going to be. Uh, and I, I understand some people don't like that kind of forum in a podcast. Uh, a lot of people want it clean with beginning music and and great sound and and all of those things. I get that, and I'm capable of that. I've got a whole setup. It's not uh, it's not that I don't do that for that reason. But if I were to go to those lengths to do it, this podcast would lose uh, a lot of the uh, impetus behind it, right? A lot of the purpose, a lot of the you know, it, it's an experiment. I'll give you that. It's an experiment for sure. Um, 
but I've been able to stay fairly consistent with it. You know, there are times in the year where I kind of go away. Uh, part of it's because I don't have this drive. For example, in the month of August or uh, toward the end of the end of the year during the holidays, there are certain times when I, when I don't, you know, post. And, but I've learned to do it better. So now, th- this is my uh, this is my method how I do this podcast. So in the morning. You know, I try, I try to, you know, look at social media or Facebook or read emails or things that friends have said. And I get an idea in my head and a direction that generally I want to pursue and talk about. Something that I think is is worthy of, of a uh, uh, rant is the wrong word, but, you know, stream of consciousness kind of talk. Uh, and then, you know, I'll go about my morning routine and try to get in the car in time to get the recorder set up well. Actually, I leave the recorder in my car. Uh, it's always ready to go, more or less. And then in the morning, I, I have this drive, and I drive, and I, you know, from 9.20, basically, to 10 a.m., uh, I record this podcast, and then I go do a couple classes. I go teach for about an hour and a half. I come back, and then I upload it. I upload it from my car using uh, tethering on my iPhone or uh, I go park in front of a 7-Eleven, which is close to where I work. So I have, I'm, I'm on my lunch break, and I have a long lunch break, which is nice. So I have the time to go ahead and, and, and upload this and put all the information into SoundCloud and then also uh, paste, uh, paste, post something on Facebook about it. And that's it. And it's available on uh, SoundCloud as well as iTunes. And because I've got this routine and I get it all while everything's fresh on my mind, I tend to post it now. There was a time when I would <clears throat> wait until I got home that evening. But I have a long evening. I've got a, you know, a an hour and a half, really an hour and 40, well, let's see. Yeah, about an hour and a half of driving for the whole day. Uh, and then I've got... Um, three and a half, four and a half, five, five hours of teaching. Uh, and it, it, it's a long day once I'm done. So when I get home, I'm so tired. A lot of times I just want to, you know, veg on the couch and then I wouldn't get to uploading the podcast. And so when I get to the next day or, you know, two days later when I, I really need to upload that podcast, by then I'd forget what I talked about because, you know, this is so off the cuff. It's not like I spend all week planning it, right? It's, it's something that I just do. And so what would happen is I would end up just not doing it. Other things come, uh, you know, seasonal things that I get busy with. And then I would upload four or five at a time because <laughs> I just wouldn't do it. But now I've got this routine down to a routine that fits my personality, right? That, that fits my habits and my weaknesses uh, and my strengths, I suppose. Uh, and it, it works for me. Uh, there's not a lot that I can say in my life uh, of things I should be doing that I have that work for me, right? That I've gotten down to, to where I can be consistent. I'm not the most consistent person. And I have consistently upheld that fact opinion. Uh, I can be really inconsistent. I, I'm, I'm a good starter. I'm a good idea guy. I'm not a good maintainer. Uh, 
and that's that's just who I've been so far. I wish I was different. I try to be different, uh, but that's just it. I go a lot on energy and excitement and hype that gets things going for me. Uh, but then, you know, after a while, things get boring or difficult or whatever. Uh, you know, mountain biking, for example. I was really into mountain biking like two years ago, and I go two, two times a week, sometimes three times a week, sometimes three times in four days. I was really into it, and I, I loved it, and I had a good time, and I was getting in better shape and, and uh, all of that stuff. And then, you know, something happens, and you're not able to do it for a while, and it's just so difficult to get back in shape. The, the pain is real. Uh, in fact, I went like two weeks ago, and it was just hard. I mean, just hard doing it. And I, know I really want to get back. I love it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Mountain biking is never the same twice. Um, but it's difficult. On the other hand, I also love chess. I've always loved the game of chess since my dad taught it to me as a kid. And it's so easy, right, to play online these days on chess.com or whatever. Uh, it's just easy and it's it's an incredibly pleasing thing and it tracks your progress and gives you pointers uh, there's some teaching things on it and it's easy to sit there and play chess right that's that's exercise for my brain for sure but it's it's been made easy through all the devices that we have um, whereas mountain biking is you know it's it's the physical grind of it uh, and until you're in a little bit of shape, it's just a painful thing you have to do. So that's just my personality. That's how I've always been. I've, uh, I get excited about things, and there'll be energy in the beginning, but uh, I can tend to let things go. I don't think... I, I think I got that from my parents as well. Um, there's a little bit of that in my family, for sure. Uh, and... And that's a struggle I have. That's something I have to continually um, worry about. And I think it's a, it's been a, a source of depression uh, as well with me. You know, knowing that, you know, when I start something, I'm probably not going to see it through. <laughs> it really, it really is terrible. And one of the things is that uh, I think I'm an incredibly optimistic person. One of the things about me is I almost always have a pair of sunglasses on me. It doesn't matter the weather. I always bring my sunglasses. Uh, part of it is because I grew up in the era where sunglasses were cool, and that's just what, you know, you want to be cool, you have sunglasses. And that's a childish thing of me and whatever. But I always have sunglasses with me. It's just something that I always have. Uh, and I don't want to have a sunny day pop up where I don't have the opportunity to put on my shades. And so I'm incredibly optimistic that any time, you know, at any time, I might need my sunglasses. So I've always got sunglasses with me. It's just a thing. Uh, and maybe I'm really sensitive to the sun. I don't like driving into the, especially the evening sun, when you're, when you're driving into it late afternoon, where the sun's just, you know, you can't hide from it. I love to have a pair of sunglasses. It really helps me out. Um, but I'll always have them, right? And so being an optimistic person probably means that my expectations get really high about things that are coming up. I get too excited. Uh, my expectations get too high. And then perhaps once the thing happens, they don't live up to expectations. And therefore, you know, the flame starts to die a little bit. 
and, you know, I give up on that thing or whatever. Um, there's not a lot of that. I'm not saying that that's a, you know, a constant thing with me. Um, but yeah, maybe I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, be a little self-reflective here. <clears throat> and I'm nowhere near as optimistic as I once was, for sure. I think there was a time, um, Life has happened too much. <laughs> uh, have a sip of this coffee that was roasted by Saya, our coffee roaster and our good friend. He brought to the house the other day. What is this? Costa Rica, I think. I don't remember the exact variety, but it's from Costa Rica. Yeah, so that's why I do this podcast. That's why I do what I do. Uh, I do think that a revolution is happening and is necessary and is needed in in the Christian world. Um, I think I think too many people don't don't understand much about God but but worse than that is too many people think that the way that they understand God is the way that God is they don't understand that there's a perspective and that their their life and their education and their upbringing uh, as well as uh, you know their experiences their unique experiences have formulated their theology you know who they think or what they think God is uh, and they, they believe that the way they've been taught is the only way. And that's the biggest theological failure, I think, uh, down through the years. And I think a lot of that stems from the fact that people have come up with a uh, theology that necessitates a perfect view of the Bible. A literal flat reading of the Bible that the Bible is absolutely true that the Bible never contradicts itself uh, that if you think the Bible contradicts itself you're the problem not the Bible and and there, there's become an idolatry that circles around uh, viewing the Bible as a literal rule book for life uh, and I think uh, from that from that uh, we get a a very arrogant view. Uh, we become arrogant about our view of God because we believe it's based on something finite and perfect, such as the Bible. And so we do not accept uh, that our view is not correct. Right? I believe this to be true, that nobody's view of God is absolutely correct. And then other people can have very valid ideas and views of who they think God is. And that none of us will ever know. So all we can do is to love on each other, to accept each other, to come alongside one another, uh, and to serve, serve one another in any way we can. Uh, so that at least, whether we know who God is or not, whether our theology lines up uh, or not, uh, at least we've loved one another. 
But that's not the least thing we can do. That's the best thing we can do, right? That's the best thing we can do. And yes, you'll say, well, you don't, the only reason you know that is because it was recorded in the Bible. True enough. But there's a lot of stuff recorded in the Bible. There are a lot of things recorded in the Bible that I wouldn't dare follow. I wouldn't dare put my child to death because they dishonored me. I wouldn't dare. Would you dare? Well, a flat reading of the Bible uh, allows for that, right? And a lot of other horrible stuff. Um, so, anyway, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. Um, this is why I do what I do. I think people need to be challenged to not only be open to other theological ideas that maybe they're uncomfortable with, but also have a space and take time to, to talk them out, right? Uh, I think if you were to sit down, say, for a week, for 30 minutes every day, and really look into this idea of eternal conscious torment with an open mind, the idea that, that God is going to torment non-believers for eternity for not accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. This idea that of hell, uh, if you were to sit down for, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day, uh, maybe for even a couple days, you would start to realize, you know, this may not be as cut and dry as I thought it was, you know. Uh, and you can find that in the Bible. But you are going to find some contradictory, seemingly contradictory or contradictory information. You're going to find that one person thought this about God and the other person thought this was true about God. And how can they both be right? Perhaps they're both right and perhaps they're both wrong. But by idolizing the Bible and really deifying the Bible, right? Uh, we deified the Bible through... Uh, giving the Bible the moniker the Word of God capital W right the same the same uh, title that was given to Christ in the beginning was the word right uh, we've we've deified the Bible we've made the Bible uh, a de facto fourth member of the Trinity which I know what we call that a quarinity quadrinity something like that um, and maybe even the, the highest member, <laughs> because I, I've, I hear all the time people saying that the Bible is authoritative. The Bible has authority. Somehow, somehow, somehow the Bible uh, has, has authority to save and condemn the Bible, not Christ, not Yahweh, uh, not the Holy Spirit, but the Bible. And, yeah, I have a lot of problems with that. But anyway, I've talked about that in length. Uh, those are some of the reasons I do what I do. Yes, I think there's a lot of bad theology out there, and I had a lot of bad theology, and I still have a lot of bad theology. And this is my process of working it out, I'm trying to get to a better place. But in the end, theology uh, isn't the point, right? The point is, are we, are we loving each other? Or at least are we trying our best to love each other as Christ loved us? Uh, and I think that's, that's where we need to fall. 
no matter what we think about the, the nuts and bolts, and the ins and outs uh, of what God is doing in the universe. Uh, a lot of the things that are wrong in the Christian world are because we're not loving one another. We've decided that that our truth, the truth that we believe, is more important than loving each other. That you know, I'll love you as long as you believe how I believe about God. That's kind of where we've come down to. We've we've become conditional in our love, right? And I think that's caused all kinds of problems, uh, not just in the church but in the world. Yeah. Uh, so, man, I think you guys, you know, if any of you guys are regulars or you know, even semi-regular for supporting me in this, I really appreciate you. Um, who knows where we're going to go? We're coming up on seven years. In fact, this, uh, I can't remember when, but I think the end of October. Yeah. I think, I think we hit seven years, like right now. I'll have to check when my first recording was, but. No, it was 2015, and I think it was October, maybe November, but I think it was October. So, yeah, uh, that's that's what's up with driving theology, and uh, I would love for it to um, to keep going and to, you know, for, for people to, to hear about it, but again, that's not the only reason I do it, and so I just keep going keep going uh, for the you know two or three of you guys that listen <laughs> I do it for you too <laughs> so yeah thanks a lot for listening I'm gonna cut it off right there because I'm just starting to uh, babble so thanks a lot guys bye bye